This show is brought to you by Bohemian Farmhouse, a botanical apothecary on Tambourine Mountain, creating small batch magic and handcrafted herbal skincare using many of our own grown herbs, botanical oils and flower extracts we make ourselves for true seed-to-skin earth potions. We hold a heart-held belief that we must return to old ways, ways that honour the earth and our bodies as sacred and deserving of love and ritual. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Old Ways for the New Age podcast, where we are embracing ancient ways of being and opening our hearts to the magic of everyday life. I am your host, Christy, founder of Bohemian Farmhouse and Midnight Kid. Join us as we romance the ordinary, re-enchant our own lives with plant magic, and get ourselves back to the garden. to the old ways for the new age podcast i'm really excited to be back today this week's episode is a fantastic conversation with hannah and i and we talk all about flower essences and we have a few things to chat about beforehand so some of you might have seen on our stories for the bohemian farmhouse instagram that we shared that unfortunately a 100 year old beautiful jacaranda tree was cut down on the corner of our street where we have our shop this week and well it was devastating and there's been a lot of outcry from the community up here on tambourine mountain and it was it was just a really really sad moment and i'm not going to go into the details but I actually was going to talk about Jacaranda's last episode and I didn't. And so I think this is a really beautiful time to actually talk about them today. So I'm just gonna touch on it really briefly. Uh, When I sit with a Jacaranda tree, I often and have often gotten the message. um, It's kind of like a little phrase and it's as above, so below, as within, so without. And that's something that everyone can probably just think about and meditate on and ponder themselves as to the meaning. As above, so below is a very old, ancient belief, and it's rooted in the fact that the stars above reflect what's happening here on Earth. And you actually see that reflected in a lot of the ancient Egyptian um, mythologies and legends and stories as well and these as within so without is very much a it's very much about the fact that we only have our perceptions to go by and how we are on the inside and how we're feeling what we're thinking will always reflect back to us the world will always reflect that back to us so I think those messages from Jacaranda are just so, so important in the current world that we live in today and also for this week in particular, seeing as unfortunately that beautiful tree was cut down. Now, I have heard that Jacarandas are weeds and don't get me started on weeds because (laughs) to me a weed is just a plant 
growing somewhere that it's not welcome. And I know that that's a not a hugely popular opinion, but that just is how I feel. And I don't like putting things into categories where they are labeled as pests or weeds. And it's actually really funny because the jacaranda is actually part of the flower essence. It's actually in the bush flower remedies and and it was actually considered a sacred tree by our indigenous aboriginals. It does not matter that it was not here at the beginning of time. What matters is that they created a spiritual connection with this tree and it was considered the tree of dreaming. Now, the sheer beauty of a jacaranda tree is something that we can all appreciate. And I think when we incorporate all these other layered, deeper meanings and perspectives, it becomes even more beautiful. We are actually going to be holding our summer solstice event on the 10th of December at the shop. You can buy tickets now online. If you go to the Bohemian Farmhouse website, you will find a link. And we will actually also be accepting little offerings. So um, snippets of ribbon, dried fruits, flowers, leaves, handwritten notes, um, anything for the spirit of the jacaranda. And we at the shop, Hannah and I and the girls will be holding a little ritual and we will burn all those together and bury them above the roots of the jacaranda tree sometime the week after. We will have to do that on the nature strip and that's okay because jacaranda's roots, even after it's cut, sits below the earth and spreads out quite far, which is lovely again. As above, so below. So she might not be there anymore above, she will be there below and I think her spirit will continue to be there, imprinted on that place, on that space. And that doesn't change the fact that it was once sacred. Okay, so those were just a little few things that I needed to get out of the way. I'm not going to bore you too much and we're going to get on to the episode. Here it is. Enjoy. Hi, Anna. How are you going? I'm well. It's good to be back. Already. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk today about flower essences. One of my favorite topics. I feel like flower essences are underrated. I really do. For sure. I feel like they're having their time now though. I feel like more more and more people are becoming aware of them. It's kind of one of those those realms that fell away. They used to be used all the time. And these then they kind of fell away a little bit. In modern, with modern medicine coming through, being deemed pseudoscience or whatever else you want to say, one of my least favorite terms. But yes, yes mine too. Uh, <laughs> now they're starting to come back in a really amazing, powerful way. I think we actually do get a lot of questions about them in the shop, and because we we sell your pre-made essences that you use mm-hmm. um, Grailhaven essences for in the shop, and we also have the Aura Mists that. Um, are under the Bohemian Farmhouse label, which we make with the Dr. Buck flower remedies. And mm-hmm. we get asked the same question pretty much all the time, which is, do they actually work? <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'll give like a brief, let's explain what they are. 
Um, so flower essences are a vibrational remedy. So if you've ever heard of homeopathy, it's similar to that. If you've ever used a rescue remedy, it that is a flower essence, even though I'm pretty sure on the box they say it's a homeopathic. It's not. It's a flower essence remedy. Um, it's one of the best, most well-known flower essence therapy remedies as well, um, and that's using the bark flower essences. And so they work on an emotional, energetic spiritual level I kind of say that they work on your emotional energetic bodies and so if if you've ever done any research into what energetics look like um in terms of the body you can find this particular graphic I've got in my mind of your different basically picture your body lying down and you've got different layers so you've got your physical you've got your emotional and energetic and your spiritual bodies and so they work on a different level to the physical although they can have effects on the physical positively but they work on your emotional energetic bodies to create change so I like to think of them as an energetic nudge in the right direction just a little push on your back gently that gives you a move like a forward momentum gets you moving Um, how would you explain them I like to think of them in terms of plant spirit medicine. So mm-hmm. to me, they're they're working in that realm and they're definitely working on the emotional energetic body, of course, but I feel like they also filter through a little bit with the, the spirit as well. So they're bringing mm-hmm. in that. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of sort of like native um, cultures around the world believe that you can use a plant's plant spirit medicine without actually using the plant at all just by calling in the spirit of the plant and so Mm -hmm. I feel like flower essences are kind of like the the middle ground between that and saying say taking like a herbal medicine for example Mm, I like that they are like a middle ground it's still something tangible but it's it's harnessing the spiritual aspect of the plant spirit of the plant Yes, and I think that, you know, anything that sort of filters down through those layers is going to be felt in our bodies. And so working with an energetic medicine is important to sort of address the things that we're not fully aware of but that might mm. be showing up physically in our bodies. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, there's a few different branches of, I guess, kind of, I kind of call them traditions of flower essences as well. So you've got the Dr. Bach essences. So um, they were developed in the 1930s um, by Dr. Edward Bach. He was a medical doctor, but back then that meant, you know, you also worked with flower essences. You also worked with herbal remedies. So, you know, that's the dream, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, his are probably the most well-known, but you've also got the Australian bush flower essences that are pretty well-known here. Um, and there's there's a whole bunch of them now. So you've got ones throughout the US. You've also got, like, there's even a whole branch of flower essences made with poisonous plants, which is really cool. Just to be really clear, you don't actually ingest any of the plant material. You're actually just capturing the essence, like the energy of the flower. Um, so using it with poisonous plants is safe to do. And you've, you've got the, I think there's the... Uh, orchid orchid essences here as well in australia spirit of woman essences so there's so many and so i prefer the edward bach essences and also the grout haven ones that are made here on the mountain and you can also make your own too you can it's it's not 
too complex to make your own and it can be a really nice, um, powerful experience. I actually really like making my own. I love it. It's such a nice experience. So basic premises are you would pick a flower at its most vibrant. So for a rose, you would pick it when it's just unfurled all its petals. And then you would place that into a bowl of water, usually a crystal bowl. And I feel like that's important because the the crystal facets kind of create like prisms Mm. in the water. Mm -hmm. And then you would place that out in the sun and the solar energy imprints the flower into the water. And then you would gently remove the flower before bottling. Yes, and add a bit of um, brandy or vodka to sort of preserve the water so it doesn't go off. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Mm-hmm. And actually you can, um, I mean, any like probably a source of fresh running water would be ideal, but, you know, you can also go to Growlhaven and pay a donation to the not-for-profit and collect their sacred well water, and I use that as well, which I really like. Actually, let's talk about water because I feel like the water piece is really important. Mm, water is very interesting as a topic. Mm. Um, mm. What What do you have to say on water? Well, see, it's my belief that what you're doing with the flowers, you're actually imprinting the energy into the water. So the water is like um, it's the carrier. So what you're actually doing is you're changing the water Mm. the water's vibration and the water's energy and turning it into the plant's energy. And that's where I feel like people get like, hang on a sec, this is a bit strange. Like, (laughs) does that actually happen? Like, give me the facts. But when you look at the science of water, water Mm. has actually been proven to take on emotions. So you can actually, they've done studies where, you know, if you say thank you or, Mm -hmm. Um, I love you or any sort of like positive term, then the water starts to arrange itself in a structure that's really um, geometrically beautiful. So if you Mm -hmm. like turn it into crystals, like ice crystals, you'll see beautiful snowflake shapes. Whereas if you were to use terms like hate and any sort of negative emotion, then the water doesn't structure itself anymore and it creates distorted patterns. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like a lot of Dr. Emoto's work. Um, yeah. And so you can look up, you can Google Dr. Emoto. I think he's Japanese and he has done so much research with water. He actually tested the Grailhaven water, which is really cool, um, and found it to be pure. Um, actually, a lot of people have tested the Grailhaven water, in t- including Coca-Cola, which is really random. Um, but I guess they have which I think is fascinating. They have um, machinery, like um, equipment to test frequency and and structure of water, which I think is very interesting that they've got that. Um, But anyway, that aside, yeah, it wasn't even um, sitting with the water. It was literally there were studies where he just put a label on a container and that was enough to do it, Um, which shows you the power of your words as well whether you intend them in a negative or positive way, words just in their essence can impact your energy and your frequency and the way that water is structured, which is incredibly um, potent. But, yeah, using good water. So structured water is is quite um, 
coming into its own as well. So structured water kind of follows similar principles but uses more like um, the way that the water is flowing, if I'm not wrong about that. My dad has a water structuring device. Yeah, I think it's about the spiral. It's the way that mm. you've, you've got to get the water spiraling to structure it properly. And I love that, you know, I mean, our bodies are something like, is it 70% or 80%? It's somewhere Look, there's a lot it? of, there's a lot of debate. A lot, these days they're saying it's a lot lower than that, but I would mm. say it's probably 70% is probably a, a good ballpark. So 70% of our bodies, water, <laughs> makes sense, right? So mm. the, the spiraling structure, I did once hear that, that's actually how our DNA has formed because the water in our body spirals and it's actually literally formed our DNA into a spiral. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, when you think about it, the water running through rivers and off of waterfalls and trickling down streams has movement. The water that we're drinking or hopefully not drinking from taps is stagnant. It's what they call kind of I don't like to use the word dead but it's not living water it has no vibrancy it's usually treated with chemicals even if it's not treated with chemicals oftentimes the minerals are removed out of it so it's not even got mineral content to it so that's something to consider even if you are filtering your water um but yeah the kind of quality of water that you would use for flower essences you would want it to be very very pure, very high vibrational water. Yes, yeah. I mean, starting from that place is really good. And if you have access to rainwater, you can just collect your mm. own rainwater. Really easy to do. Obviously, you just put a bowl out and collect some rainwater. I used to do Absolutely. that all the time, actually, and I loved it. I used to use it as like a a base for my hair rinses. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and something about it just made it, different well we all know differently to the water plants even react differently to rainwater even the rainwater from my tank doesn't have the same like hydrating effect on plants that the actual rainwater from the sky does um Mm. because it's been sitting in a tank so um the fresher the better and rainwater is going to be very accessible this wet summer so (laughs) (laughs) there's no excuses guys (laughs) and hey that's a really positive way of looking at the yeah, the yeah, fact that we have are abundance having a lot of rain. Of rainwater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a bit more about the actual flower essence part of it. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I could give an example of flower. So let's look at what's a good one. I know the one that you use a lot is elm, just like mm-hmm. elm for overwhelm. So that's in the bark flower essences. And maybe you could touch on that because you use elm quite a lot. I actually also use red chestnut a lot. So I use elm and red chestnut combined or on their own a lot. And I feel like that's very much for mothers mm-hmm. <laughs> or parents in particular. Elm helps, <laughs> with, elm helps with overwhelm. And, you know, when you're a parent, you can get overwhelmed so, so easily. And red chestnut's really good for if you're fearful of other people's safety. And again, that piece is very familiar for a parent because you're constantly worried about the safety of your children. So those two just kind of, they help a lot with keeping 
my sanity, basically. And now a word from our partners. We absolutely love the Grown Botanicals range over here at Always for the New Age podcast. And we also stock the whole range in our store at Bohemian Farmhouse. The number one top seller is always the original tonic blend, which makes your tonic drinks simple. It's designed to deliver a variety of high quality foods to your drink of choice without the time and effort required to make up your own powder blends each day. All you have to do is add one to three tablespoons of tonic blend to the milk of your choice, whisk and warm, or in the summertime, do that and then add it to ice. It is delicious. And sip with intention. The original tonic blend is an earthy, chocolatey flavor and contains raw cacao and a selection of mushroom powders to increase nervous system function, immunity, and more. And you can also add some more sweetener if you like, but it's already sweetened, in my opinion, with maple sugar to perfection and doesn't need anything else. If you want to know more or you're interested, head on over to the Bohemian Farmhouse website. We always link that in the show notes and have a look. Now, on to the show. And I think it's really interesting too, like a, a kind of important piece with flower essences is looking at the doctrine of signatures to an extent as well. So like looking at the plant, what does it look like? It might give you a clue as to how it's best used. Um, so gorse, I know, is one from the bark flower um, flowers and the gorse flower looks like a flame of a candle. And it represents the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's for people who feel like they're they're like at their last leg, like they're ready to give up on life. They're very down. They've had a really rough go of it. They're depressed. They, you know, they don't want to be here anymore. Like they don't see a way forward. They don't see a way out. Gorse provides that light at the end of the tunnel, that hope. So, and when you actually look at the flower, it looks like that candlelight, like that, that light guiding you home. And so I think that that's a really beautiful example of how you would translate a flower into what the flower might offer you as a benefit. So in that case, you would use that flower essence. And with flowers, usually you would use, it depends on the tradition. Um, but I think barks are seven drops under the, oh, seven drops on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I've used them. And with the Growhaven, it's three drops at three different points on the body. So you would apply it to your third eye and each inner wrist. So they're actually the only ones that I know of that are externally applied. Um, And there is a reason for that, but I do know people who have used it (laughs) internally too. Yeah. So that's an example of that one. In the Growlhaven flowers, part of why I love them so much is they have a lot of associations. So Jerry gives you, she gives you like usually a chakra, a planet, a stone, color so there's there's a lots of ways you can work with the energy of the plant other than just using the essence as well um which i really like because it gives you the option and sometimes you know paying for an essence is not something that is available to you but using what you already have around your home to meditate with that flower in mind and using the other elements associated with it makes it just i think a very accessible medicine it's a good growl haven one to share I mean, one of the ones that comes to my mind straight away is is gardenia. It's one of my favorites. It's white and it is a chakra harmonizer. 
And it's really good for those who work in like healing professions or service roles where they provide a service to their community. Um, So caregivers, anyone in that role where they're constantly giving out energy, possibly without receiving it back. So it's a very harmonizing harmonizing flower and I use it quite a lot before a session I'll often pull a card before I see a client and that's usually the one that comes out and I find it centers me really well uh, because I need to be in a very centered place to do that kind of work and another really like one way you can kind of see that doctrine of signatures is with the roses so for example red rose is in the Grauhaven essences and it's passion right it's passion it's zest for life it's doing things that you love and reigniting that flame of desire and, and you know, wanting to be here and create beautiful things and do things that bring you joy and make you happy. And that's what the red rose is about. And when you look at a red rose, it's sensual, it's soft, it's, it's vibrant. It has a beautiful scent most of the time. Um, yeah, such a, such a powerful one. So hopefully that gives people an idea of, how you would pick a flower uh, if you're making your own too and and how you would possibly intuit what you could use it for. And I think with using it as well, it's really important to note that it's kind of, it's not an exact to the book dosage way of taking it. You, no. you take a flower essence for as long as you basically remember to take it and if you find mm-hmm. yourself forgetting to take it, that means that the work has been done. And sometimes you don't even notice the work has been done because they can be very subtle because they're Mm -hmm. working on a layer that is not immediate to you. And it's only later on that you realise, oh, actually, yeah, wow. For example, red chestnut, I haven't worried about my kids for like weeks. I've just got this Mm -hmm. calmness about it. And then you go, oh, okay, see, that's filtered down through the layers and now it's okay. Yes. And a lot of people find that difficult when I say, you know, you'll just stop using it. But, and I do know that some people force it. Um, but with flowers, it's not, you're often not going to necessarily finish the whole bottle. Um, it's, you know, and, and there are lots of things you can do. If it's a single flower that you've got in that bottle, keep it for another time. You might need it. Um, you could offer it back to the earth if, if, if it was a custom blend. Um, but don't keep using it past when you forget. Like don't set an alarm to continue using it because once you've worked through, like it's usually in the unconscious mind, once you've worked through those emotions, you don't need it anymore. Um, so I think it's good to talk about like how we would actually do a flower essence reading for people to understand like how flower essences get prescribed or how they could possibly prescribe it for themselves. So in an essence reading, there's lots of ways to do it. Traditionally, like the traditional method that I was trained to do in high, in university, sorry, was um, involved lying on a table and using the essences on the, on the crown chakra. And it was, it was a lot more involved, but um, for most things I use for most sessions, I use just cards and we'll pull some cards. And then I find because flower essences are emotions based Sometimes, depending on the person and depending on the situation, a lot of cards will come out. But we don't want to use too many essences at once because when you think about each flower being tied to an emotion and you use like, you know, say you use 10 flowers in a remedy, that's a lot of emotions you're trying to take on at once. 
So with Grauhaven essences, we usually don't use more than three. It's usually one to three flowers per mix. And I find that really effective. And I find that it doesn't have, sometimes I find like, particularly the bush flowers, I find them quite intense. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but they can be quite intense. And if you add a lot of them, I've seen people have physical side effects from that that aren't so positive um, because it's just too much at once. So along those lines as well, because we're dealing with emotions, a lot of a lot of cards and a lot of flowers may pop out at once. And so I will then use the pendulum to figure out what is needed for that person at that time and what's going to uh, provide their highest good. Like what is in the highest good of that person right now? Um, and so usually I'll find a few of them come out and they tend to be related to each other and that will be the mix that we'll decide on for that time. But the others I still look at as a guiding point of just like what else is going on for that person. Um, something we might consider keeping in the back of our mind for future sessions. Um, but I do often find as well that sometimes once that first lot, like that first lot of emotions and, 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 I guess, emotional states have been worked on, the others change um, and they tend to heal themselves and we can focus on something else entirely. Um, So flower essences also in that breath are are good to do regularly, you know, maybe a a few times a year. I don't think you need to use them every single day forever, but it is good to do them every now and again. Update it. (laughs) So what are the sort of things that you would address with a flower essence. So give us an idea of like the sorts of things that people would need to work on, like that you see come up time and time again, you know, just like common themes. So people get an idea of the kind of things that they would use a flower essence for. Wow. Well, I I tend to not get things time and time again. Um, I tend to get quite uh, intense very cute things that come through but and everybody's situation is different but I guess you know a lot of grief a lot of grief will come up um connections between a parent and a child like maybe uh, a relationship that isn't terribly successful and the parent or the child or the sibling wants to heal that relationship whether that's actually healing it with that person or just healing it and coming to a place of acceptance within themselves. Um, people who feel stuck, like stagnant, like they can't move forward and they don't know, they don't know what they want. They don't know where they're going. So they can be really helpful for that. Also um, love, like learning to love yourself first um, in order to create space for a relationship and doing their own inner work to create space for a healthy relationship. Um, so they're probably some of the ones that come up. Um, but also trauma, struggles in business, like not knowing how to move to the next level of your business. Yeah, it, it covers so much. And I think that actually shows us as well how how important looking at the different energetic bodies that we have like the different bodies that we have, the energetic body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, Mm. is so important in all facets of our lives. Mm -hmm. Self-care, you know, goes deeper than just doing a face mask every week. Mm. You know, it's taking care of all parts of yourself. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I really, really love that. That's beautiful. So 
yeah, you've used flower essence essences before. <clears throat> so, um, you know, I know that you enjoy using them. Uh, other ways you can use them because I know you also don't use them just as the, as you know as prescribed. Um, it's good <clears throat> to use. There's so many ways you can do it. So, like, you can put them in a bath, for example. You can sprinkle them on a pillow. You can put them in a water bottle. What else have you done with flower essences? I like using them in conjunction with other things. So um, I actually have the flower essence that you gave me, the Velt Lily, from mm-hmm. our first reading together um, with the Grail Haven essences. And so I use that one most times before I do a podcast. Mm-hmm just sort of to to open my myself up to those those deeper channels yeah and I also use it when I'm in the bath not in the bath water but I put it onto my wrists and my third eye and just sort of lay back and use it as a sort of you know like not a really deep meditation but just sort of a a light meditation um Mm -hmm. I feel like that one just really helps me to connect Mm -hmm. with a more feminine, intuitive flow. And Grailhaven ones in particular with that application to the third eye and the inner wrist, that forms a triangle and it's perfect for meditation. Like I often recommend them for meditation. Also another good thing to mention about flower essences is that they're incredibly safe um, because you're not actually taking what we call like a physiological dose of something. You know, you can use it if you're on medication or – um, things like that. It's just a very safe remedy. You can use it with children, although I would avoid it while they're infants. But, you know, children, probably if we're going off that Rudolf Steiner principle from age seven and up would be a really beautiful time to use them. But also pets, you can use them with pets. Uh, so there's so many, so many ways to use them. Definitely an untapped method. I think. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things that's easy to forget. Like it falls to the back burner because you're like, oh, what herb could I use? But sometimes a flower essence is just perfect. Mm, so yeah, exactly. Sometimes, yeah, that's what you need, the flower essence. So definitely encourage people to use them and even mm-hmm. have a go at making your own. Uh, even sure. if it's just the practice of trying to make one and maybe mm-hmm. it doesn't go right or maybe you make it and you think, oh, I'm not even going to use this. Just the yeah. practice of it, you know, just to to experiment and have a play and, yeah, just just try things out I think is really important as well. And spend time with the actual flowers too, like because it's just the essence of the flower. So, you know, you could actually, if you have a beautiful big red rose, meditate with the big red rose. See if you can connect with the rose deva. Yeah, like there's so many spiritual experiences you can have with the actual flower. I think the dew, like the, or even rainwater that mm-hmm. collects on a rose petal, that yep. in itself is like nature's own flower essence, essence. created Absolutely. by nature. So if you can go and like, you know, take some Lick of that rose. on your tongue or like roll <laughs> it all over you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get nature's own flower essence into you as well. Yes. Again, let's make sure we're not licking poisonous plants, but things like a <laughs> rose is perfectly safe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, such a beautiful remedy. 
so accessible, so easy to do yourself, really amazing to work deeper with the plants that you're really interested in. Like, oh, imagine a nettle essence or something, although nettle doesn't really have flowers, but you don't have to use flowers um, necessarily. Like I know that there are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. actually, that's what I was going to say before is, you know, like I like to use elm and red chestnut and oak and they're all trees Mm. and I'm pretty sure they use the bark for the flower essence. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. So, you know. You could also use a leaf because mm. ginkgo is yes. one of the flower essence um, remedies for Grauhaven and it would have been the leaf that was used. So a leaf also works. Get creative. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're called flower essences, but really we're just, we're talking about. It's plant spirit. Plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plant essences is probably a better name for it, to be fair. Probably. <laughs> but I don't know. I like the ring of flower essences. I like the way that sounds. I like the the beauty of a flower. So that kind and of just. There, there is a reason why flowers are used if you can get the flower because they are the most high vibrational part of the plant. So there is a reason why that's used. Um, and talking mm. about, like, I guess the nitty gritty details of flower essences would almost be another conversation but yeah flowers are used for a reason but if they're a plant that doesn't really have a flower you can use other parts of it absolutely beautiful this was such a nice conversation I really enjoyed talking about flower essences I feel like everyone should use them so (laughs) I hope it's piqued everybody's interest I hope you're all curious now (laughs) yeah exactly I hope so too all right Hannah it was lovely to chat I'll talk to you next time talk to you next time bye Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I know your time is sacred and special and I really appreciate you spending yours with me. Thank you and until next time.